praise God. Verse 19. Now, they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenice and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. The hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all, that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord, for he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith. Thank God for people that are full of the Holy Ghost and faith. And much people were added unto the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. And I'm missing Brother Christian tonight. Praise God. Amen. Let's ask God to help us in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for your people. God, I'm thankful, Lord, that I can work for you. God, that we can see revival, mighty things, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we praise you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Praise God. Amen. You can be saved. Hallelujah. I want to encourage, amen, the generation that's coming up. Amen. The church that is now. Amen. That I want you to be the leaders of the church. Praise God. Amen. Our leaders are, uh, through the years, uh, we've had many great leaders in this church. Amen. Some of them have went on to be with the Lord. Amen. Some of them have grown old. Amen. It doesn't make them any less of a leader. Amen. It just uh, tells us that time marches on. Amen. And that the next generation has got to stand up, amen, to be the leaders in the church. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. And being a leader, a leader is not always uh, the limelight. A leader is not always, amen, the one that uh, necessarily may be standing in the pulpit. And uh, when God chose me to be a, a preacher of the gospel, amen, I, I tried to... Uh, avoid it a little bit. I tried to wait for someone else to do it. Amen. But when God begins to work on you and your walk with God and calls you to be a preacher, amen, you cannot just sit back, amen, and be uh, anybody else. Amen. You've got to follow the voice of God 
the call of God. And so it is with every saint of God that every every saint of God has a calling. It's not necessarily amen, a calling to a pulpit. God called me to preach, but God has called you to be a saint. Amen. Amen. And so uh, I'm going to preach tonight for a little while, amen, about this man, Barnabas. There's, there's characters in the Word of God, amen, that are very influential. And then there's some that are behind the scenes that may not be so prevalent, <clears throat> may not be uh, standing out as others are, but thank God, amen, it takes all kinds in the kingdom of God to do the work of God. Praise God. Amen. I'm thankful tonight for the church. Amen. I said I'm thankful for the church. Amen. Thank God he brought you out of the world, set your feet on a solid rock. Amen. How many is thankful that God brought you out of sin? Amen. Hey, it's good to see you back there, Brother Landre. You know what? God has great things in store for your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If you just give God some time, God will put your life together. Hallelujah. I said God will put your life together. Amen. There's testimonies all over this congregation. Amen. Of people whose lives were a wreck. Amen. Whose lives were a train wreck. Amen. There's wrecks and then there's train wrecks. <laughs> I saw, amen, I saw a train wreck in Colorado the last time I was there. And I could not believe the amount of coal that could be hauled and just, uh, how many saw the pictures of that train wreck in Colorado? Amen. It looked like a mountain of coal that had came out of all those cars. And when I, th when I saw that, it gave a new definition to the word train wreck. Hallelujah. When you looked at it, you thought, man, there's no hope for that. Amen. And the truck driver that happened to be driving his truck under it, it squashed him and killed him. Amen, but you know something? God likes train wrecks. Well, praise God. Amen, God says where the world says it's, it's impossible, I'm just getting started. Amen, I said where the world says it's impossible, God says I'm just getting started. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. And as I look out across this congregation, I see people whose confidence levels were very low in life. Amen. Their upbringing, they had really no confidence of a father, maybe no confidence of a mother. Amen. But if you'll stay in the church, amen, God gives you a pastor and God gives you a father, a heavenly father himself, amen, and he teaches us to have confidence in the word of God and have confidence in our walk with God and to have confidence in God. Well, praise God. If you live for God, amen, God will give you some confidence, amen, that I am more than a conqueror, that I am more than just another face in the world, God has called me, God has picked me up, God's put my life together. Well, praise God. You ought to think about the day that God filled you with the Holy Ghost, uh, that God delivered you from sin and God delivered you from the old life that you used to live. Thank God for deliverance. 
Amen. Amen. I see many people sitting here tonight, and if, we, if I started in, we'd be here forever. Amen. But I see people who today God has blessed you greatly. And when you came to church, you didn't have anything. Amen. You had a life that was turned upside down. Amen. You had a life that was not uh, functioning. It was dysfunctional. I've heard the term, well, we, uh, we put the fun in dysfunctional. Well, you know, that's a cute little saying. But the fact of the matter is, is when a life is truly dysfunctional, amen, it's not a pleasant experience trying to figure out where you're going to live. It's not a pleasant experience figuring out where your next meal is going to come from. Amen. But my Bible says, God said, I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. Amen. He said, I'm going to place you on a mountain like hinds feet. Amen. I'm going to pick you up out of the miry clay. Amen. I'm going to set you up on a solid rock. Amen. He said, you're going to build your house upon the rock. Well, praise God. Thank God for the promises of the word of God. Amen. That if we'll serve God, amen, God will put our life together. Praise God. I'll, I'll never forget, amen, Brother Lewis, when you came in the church. Hallelujah. Amen. The, the apartment he stayed in when he got through staying there, not because he lived there, but they tore it down. Amen. But you know what it gave him? It gave him a place to live for a little while. And I'll tell you how God takes care of his people. Amen. Brother Lewis's gas heater, he had one of those those old-fashioned gas heaters, and I went over to his house, and I said, brother, what's that smell? And his house really, for a bachelor, he's a pretty clean man. I, I give, him some, give him some roses here, praise God. And uh, yeah, he said, I don't know. He said, I don't know what it is. I was sitting there in his house talking to him, and I said, my Lord, brother, that's what the smell is. It's flu gas, and his his chimney was unhooked, amen, and all the flue gas was coming out in his apartment. It was a miracle that he wasn't dead, amen, but thank God, amen, when God got done, amen, God's given him a house, uh, God's given him a wife, God's given him children, uh, amen, God's put his life together. Well, praise the Lord, you know what God will do is God will put your life together. Praise God, amen, you got to give God some time. Amen. I was sitting in my office. I was praying. And God put a God put a burden of prayer in, in my in that office upon me. And I'll never forget it till the day I die. I shut the door of my office and I got down and I started praying. I said, God, I said, I don't know who I'm praying for today, but I'm praying for something. I felt a burden for someone. Oh, it was heavy upon me. And the phone rang and Sister Elder called. Do you remember that day, Sister Elder? She said, Pastor Carricker, she said, there's a sign over on Hendricks that the state of Kansas is hiring, and they'll train people how to drive their semi-trucks and move snow off the road. You don't remember that, Sister? She called me that day, the phone rang. I just got through praying, and the phone rang. And there was Sister Elder telling me, and I said, well, Sister Elder, I said, if I hear of somebody that needs a job, I'm going to send them that way, because I feel like that was just a God. 
confirming his word. You know, I got down to pray and then the phone rang. I hung up with Sister Elder and there was a knock on the door. Knock, knock, knock. I said, come on in. You remember Brother Lewis? There was Brother Lewis. And he said, can I talk to you? And I said, yeah, come on in. And he shut the door. And I'm sorry, brother, not trying to embarrass you. And he sat down and started crying. I said, what in the world's going on? And he says, I'm never going to be able to get married. (laughs) That's what he said. And I said, well, why is that? (laughs) And he said, I don't make enough money. And I said, well, you know what, brother? Let me tell you what just happened. I said, I just got down to pray. And I didn't know who I was praying for, but I was praying for you. Amen. I said, then the phone rang, and I said, Sister Elder told me where the job's at. And I said, you know something? I said, you knocked on the door when I got off the phone. I said, now I'm sending you to get a new job for this, with the state of Kansas. Amen. And a few days later, a man called me and said, would you hire Stephen Lewis? I said, yes, I would. He said, okay, good. I'll hire him too. And he hung up the phone. Amen. He got him a job. You know what? God will put your life together if you'll give God some time. Hallelujah. You got to give him some time. My God. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. And the devil will tell you, hey, man, you can't make it. You're not going to make it. You're not smart enough. You don't have enough money. Get that out of your mind. Quit listening to the voice of the devil and say, I'm going to hear the voice of God. I'm going to hear the voice of the man of God. Hey, man, that God's going to bring me through. God's going to bring me through. I've told man, I've had people come and ask them, Pastor, what do you think? I said, well, I don't know. You better let's pr- let me pray about that a while. What do you think about, what do you think about me marrying that person? Said, oh, you better let me pr- pray really hard. <laughs> Woo! Oh, yeah. You know something? You remember this. When you get married... Amen. You're married for the rest of your life. And so you don't have to hurry. You don't have to get in a hurry. Amen. If you just wait on God, God will give you the perfect one. And there was silence on the first two rows. Praise God. You just got to give God some time. He said, Pastor Kerker, why do you always talk about that? Uh, because y'all are getting to that age where you, you kind of think about those things. And if you don't, you will. You probably aren't. You're thinking about a pickup truck. How, to get it? how, do, how in the world am I going to get that thing to start? You're probably dreaming about that truck, aren't you? And you're dreaming about school. Or at least you should be. Let's see, what, what would you guys be dreaming about? Work. My dad's not home to make me work, so I'm just dying to get back to work. Praise God, there you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said I was missing Brother Christian. Amen, you come to church. Praise God. Amen, let's give God some glory here tonight. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I've had people say, Pastor, what do you think about that? I say, well, you know, at the end of the day, it's a decision you have to live with. And then I've had people ask me business questions. I'm, I'm like, well, let me think about that a while. And I told, I told Brother Manchin, I said, you already know what you're doing. I said, you've done it all your life. I said, you just replicate what you know to do. Amen. I, I've told others in here that started their own business. I said, just let God open the door. Let God work it out. Amen. I, I, I've had people say, Pastor, what do you think about that? Amen. And I told you one time, Brother Nelson, I said, boy, I don't know, Brother. I said, you better... We better pray about that. I said, that, that's, a, that's a lot of money that somebody's offering you, but I just don't know. And that, that job didn't work out, did it? But you know what? Another job did. Amen. You say, what are you preaching about? I'm preaching about if you'll just be sensitive to the Holy Ghost, wait on God, believe God, trust God, God's going to work it all out in his time. I said, God will work it all out in his time. Amen. You got to give God some time. Huh? Amen. And God will put your life together. I said, God will put your life together. Amen. And I promise you, amen, when you find the will of God, you will know that, hey, you know what? This is, this is what I need to do. God has a may, way of making a way out of no way. Amen. And, and, and I, I, know, I know as a pastor I probably know too much. Amen. And I can stand here tonight and I can tell you story after story of how God has made provision for his people and God will continue to make provision. I said God will continue to make provision for his people if you'll just believe and trust God. Amen. I said believe and trust God. God will help you pay your bills. Amen. God will, he didn't say he'll give you everything you desire and want and have. He said I'll supply all of your need. Need according to his riches and glory. And then you know what God does? God says well I'm going to see how they do with that. And then I'm going to give them a little bit more and see what they do with that. Amen. See how they, and what happens is God, amen. When you give it to God, God gives it back to you. Amen. There's that way of, of, of you cannot give God. Amen. And you just give to God and, and you give your life and you sell out. You say, well, Pastor Character, it seems like everything I'm doing, hey man, nothing's happening. Just keep on sowing the seed. Hey man, keep on sowing righteousness. Hey man, don't sow unrighteousness, sow righteousness. And watch God, hey man, I said watch God make a difference in your life. Well, praise God. Hey, thank God, Sister Shelby, you're not sitting in a hospital room. Hey, man, thank God you're here in the house of God and your child's here with you. Thank God for healing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, that's what we've been praying for, church. Uh, it's miracle signs and wonders. Sometimes we don't like how God does the miracle, but God still is doing the miracles. Amen. Praise God. 
God will bring healing to your life. Amen. You know, I've learned, this is one thing I have learned in life. And I have been stubborn. I have been hard-headed. But there's one thing that my mom and dad taught me early on. That if the man of God tells you to do something, if you'll do it, you'll be blessed. Amen. I said, if you'll do what the man of God tells you to do, you will be blessed. Man. Turn in your Bible. To 2 Kings chapter 4. Second Kings 4 and 1 says, Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me what thou hast thou in thine house. And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. A pot of oil. Anymore, oil is kind of a precious commodity. And uh, last year I was going to fry a turkey for Thanksgiving, and the oil was like $50. And I was like, I think I'll just bake it. That's a lot cheaper. So we shot that thing full of full of the, the marinade and put it in the oven and baked it, and it tasted just as good. And uh, not quite, but you know. But she said, all I have is a pot of oil. Joel sent me a picture of, of oil that was $30 for a two and a half gallons. I, that's a pretty good buy, praise God. Amen. But she said, all I have is a pot of oil, a pot of oil, $30 worth of oil. And I owe this creditor a whole bunch of money. Think about this. Then he said, go and borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. Now, I'm going to stop here and tell you something. Is There's times where we have not because we ask not. And there's times people come to me and they ask me for things. And I just tell them, I'm saying, I just tell them, you know what? I don't, I don't have that. I don't have that kind of money. I don't, you know, I can't do that. But there's times where the man of God says, you know, somehow, some way, we've got to help these people. How many has ever been in that situation before? And so there's times in life where the word of God says we have not because we ask not. And so when you really have a need, you need to say, okay, God, I'm, first of all, I'm going to go to God in prayer, and I'm going to ask God first. I'm going to say, God, you see this need in my life. You see what's going on. You see what I have need of, and I'm asking you to make up the difference. Because when God makes up the difference, it's an amazing thing to watch things happen and the needs being supplied. How many's ever had a need supplied in your life? 
I've had a need supplied in my life before. I was like, only God knew that, and only God could have done that. Praise God. And so he said, go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. He said, and don't borrow a few. He said, get everything that you can get. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shalt pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went, uh, went from him, shut the door upon her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more and the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, pay your debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. And you say, Pastor, why are you reading this? I want to bring something to your attention. Is that before this widow lady ever had a debt that needed to be paid, there was an old man of God that knew he was getting ready to leave this earth. How many is with me here right now? Amen. There was an old man of God that knew that they were getting ready to leave this earth. Amen. Somebody outside needs your help, brother. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and this, this uh, widow lady, she, maybe she was not even born. Maybe she was a child. Amen. Maybe she was just a very young lady when all this happened. But there was a man of God that knew he was getting ready to leave this world. And there was a young man that was following after him. The old man, his name was Elijah. And the young man, his name was Elisha. Amen. And he said, why don't you go and over here and stay in this area and, 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 and stay in this, at this place? And he said, no, I'm not leaving you. I'm sticking with you. Because I want to have God's will in my life. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. And you know, that young man, he followed Elijah. And Elijah says, what do you want from me? I want to ask you something. What do you want from God tonight? Amen. Are you just here to see, amen, a friend? Or you're just here, amen, because it's another Sunday night. But do you have a specific request uh, that you need from God tonight? Amen. He said, tell me what you want. Uh, and he said, and, I, and, 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 and Elisha said to him, he said, I want a double portion uh, of your spirit. Uh, and he says, you've asked a hard thing. But he said, nevertheless, uh, when I leave this world, uh, if you see me go, he said, if you see me go, he said, you're going to get that double portion of my spirit. And you know what happened? A long time before he ever told that widow woman to go borrow some empty pots so that they could be filled up with oil. Amen. He, there was a man of God that was speaking faith into that young man's life and said, if you see me go when I leave, he said, you're going to get your wish. Amen. You're going to get a double portion of my spirit. 
And so a long time before that woman ever had a need, God was already setting the table. He was already setting the story up. Amen. And so what I'm trying to tell you here tonight is a long time before you ever had a need, a long time before you ever got in the position you're in, God said, wait a minute. Amen. I'm going to set a young man up. Amen. So that he can preach to you tonight. Amen. That God, amen, is going to do a miracle in your life. Life. I said, God is going to do a miracle in your life. I'm not afraid to preach faith because I serve the God who is faith. Well, hallelujah. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. He said, go take that oil. He said, sell it, pay your debt, live on the rest. You know, you need to take, you say, oh, that, these things in life, don't get the attitude that I've got to hold on to so many things. And I've got hundreds of dollars sitting around to where God say, you know, you need to go out, you need to have a rummage sale. You need to sell a few things, get rid of some stuff. Well, praise God. You say, Pastor, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm just simply telling you, though, there's things in life that they're not so precious that you can't get rid of them, and God does a miracle and provides you with money. I'm giving somebody an answer here tonight. And don't worry, I'm not going through all the different things of, of, of life, of how you can sell it. You're way smarter than I am when it comes to that. God says, what do you have need of today? I need healing in my body. Well, I've already set it up in my word that if you call for the elders of the church to anoint you with oil and to pray the prayer of faith, Hey, you know what I did this morning when you called me? Hey, Amen. I believe God to heal you, so I prayed for you over the phone. Amen. And you know what, Sister Kaylin's sitting here tonight. Is she well? She must be. She came to church. Well, praise God. Hey, I, I'm looking at people that God wants to heal your body. If you'll allow God to do it, don't hold on to something that God doesn't want you to have. He wants to heal you of it. Let go of that. Let go of that sickness. Don't embrace it. Let go of it. Say, you know something, God. It's not God's will for me to be sick all the time. Hey Amen. I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be healed. Well, praise God. I'm going to be healed. Hey Amen. I'm going to be healed. Hey, I hope you're listening to me tonight. Amen, I'm going to be healed. Amen, tomorrow you're going to need a healing. Amen, and God sent you a preacher, amen, to preach to you tonight that it's time to get your healing. Start thanking God for it. Devil puts pain in your body, said, God, I thank you for healing this pain. I thank you for healing this joint. I thank you for healing my stomach. I thank you for healing my head. Start thanking God for healing. 
Praise God. I, I believe in divine healing. I've seen people healed. Amen. I prayed for your baby to be healed. And you told me that she started saying her name. Is that right? Amen. Thank God. God's healing this baby. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Hey, I'm believing God for complete healing. To make her whole. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I believe in the miraculous and I believe in healing. Praise God. I said I believe in miraculous and I believe in healing. Hallelujah. Hey, I've, I've heard some other testimonies in here, amen, of how God is helping people, amen, and for years they've fought with their blood sugars and their blood sugars are doing better. You know what? I'm one of them. Thank God, uh, amen, that he's healing my body. Amen. I don't believe you have to go through life sick all the time. God will heal your body. I rebuke the spirit of sickness. I rebuke the spirit of disease. I believe God wants to heal you. Be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. You're too late to tell me God doesn't heal. I've seen it over and over. I've experienced it. This church has seen it. I've seen people raised from the dead. I saw Brother Jesse raised from the dead, and I saw my dad raised from the dead. A doctor told my dad, he said, well, Mr. Carricker, he says a few chest compressions doesn't restart your heart. He said exactly. He said they were praying for me and God restarted my heart. I'll never forget. I was down there. I, was, I did one, two, and he said, hey, would you stop that? That hurts. I was like, praise God. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And then after he said that to me, you know what he was doing? He was talking in tongues. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, I believe that he had already stepped over. Amen. And he was praying in that heavenly language. Amen. Paul said, I heard things in that seventh heaven that are not lawful for, lawful for me to utter. Amen. But I'm preaching to you tonight that God's still in the healing business. He's still a miracle-working God. When I lay hands on people and pray for them, I believe God's going to heal them right then. If I didn't believe it, I would quit tonight. But I know God still heals. Hallelujah. I said, I know my God still heals. My formative years, I remember... My dad's sitting right back there because his back hurts so bad. 
And he said, I wasn't going to say a word to anything. He said, I was going to wait for Pastor Elder, amen, to tell me to come to the front. And he says, when, whenever Pastor Elder told me to come to the front, he said, I would, I would know that that's when God was going to heal me. And he was sitting right where Brother Jesse's at. Amen. Pastor Elder walked past him. He didn't say a word to him. And about in the middle of the service, I was just a young kid. My dad's back was hurt so bad, he was, he was tilted over like this. His left foot wouldn't even touch the ground. And he walked up here. Pastor Elder anointed him with oil and prayed the prayer of faith. And I watched my dad as he straightened up. Amen. And I watched him as he walked out. He never, oh yeah, his back still hurt him every now and then. Amen. But he didn't fight with that any longer. I want to preach to someone here tonight. You need to start believing God for your healing. I said, quit petting your old flesh and say, God, I'm going to come to church and you're going to heal my body. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe the devil tries to load us up with things that keep us out of the house of God, but I'm going to church. I'm going to the house of God. I'm going to get my healing. I'm going to see what God's going to do for me tonight because God will do the work. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I feel faith in this house. Amen. God wants to heal somebody. Hallelujah. And he heals us not just physically, but he heals our mind. Doctor told my dad, he said, Mr. Carricker, he said, if you'll just let us give you some medicine for your psychiatric well-being, we'll get you all kinds of money every month. And he said, let me tell you something. He said, God healed my mind when I got in the church. And I'm not taking medicine for you or anybody else. And he never went back. He told me, he said, son, he said, God healed me. And he says, I'm never going back to the VA again. Now, maybe the VA helps you. Thank God if they do. But they didn't help my dad. Amen. And my dad says, I'm not admitting that I have to have psychiatric help. Uh, he said, I'm going to the church. Uh, amen. God healed me once. He'll do it again. Well, praise God. I said, praise God. Amen. Hey, when God heals you, you know when God heals your body. Amen. When God heals your mind, you know when God has healed your mind. God gives us a sound mind. Amen. My grandma got dementia, but her brother came in and tried to tell her that there was a trinity. And buddy, her eyes cleared up. And she said, don't you ever come in here and tell me that there's three gods again. And he tucked his tail and he walked out of there. Amen. She sat back down in her wheelchair and 30 days later she went on into glory. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Oh, don't tell me that God won't do a miracle in your life. God will do the miracle if you'll let him.
She was sitting there. She was scared to death to be by herself. That's what happens sometimes with people with dementia. They get scared to be alone. And she was sitting back there in her back room, and all of a sudden, my grandpa had her up there in front of the TV. And I'd walk in to see my grandma. She said, oh, I'm not watching, I promise. I said, grandma, I said, I'm not here to talk about what you're doing. I said, let's just, let's just, let's just visit and have a good time. And she was under, she was under conviction because she knew sitting in front of that television watching it wasn't right. She stood against it for years. And I walked out of that house and I sat down in my truck and I said, God, I said, if my grandma was in her right mind, she would not be sitting in that living room watching that television. If you don't like me preaching about television, amen, well, you're going to hear it till the day I die. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, I'm standing against it. I don't care who likes it, who don't. Praise God. That same week, my grandpa called my aunt and says, you know what, I can't take care of my grandma no more, or my wife anymore. He said, you're going to have to get Thelma and put her in the nursing home. And so they put her in the nursing home, and she didn't have to watch TV no more. It wasn't on. We told them nurses, we said, don't turn that thing on for her. She don't need it. She don't want it. And you know what? For 30 days before she went out of this world, she was talking in tongues and praying. Amen. Talking to God. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, church, God will work a miracle in your life. You say, I, I, I'm not sure how it's all going to I know how it's going to work out. Amen. Is that, you're going to go to heaven now. Amen. Full of the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. This world will try to get you to turn around. I'm not turning around. I made up my mind. Uh, I made my decision while I was in my right mind. Brother Carl Ballestero, amen, I think it was, I, 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 it was one of the Ballestero brothers, amen, when he got old, he got Alzheimer's, and uh, he, he had made his decision while he was in his right mind, and he, he may not have known a lot of things, but he knew one God, Jesus named baptism, he forgot who his wife was. And he said, lady, he said, I don't know who you are, but he said, you please get out of my bedroom. He said, I don't go to bed with strange women. Now, that was hard on her, but he still held the faith. Well, praise God anyhow. I'm just telling you how to, he made his decision while he was in his right mind. And you know something? I believe my God's faithful. That it doesn't matter what condition we get in. God's going to keep our soul. Hey, man, God's going to keep us right in the palm of his hand. Say, okay. Hey, man, their, phys their physical body may be wore out. Hey, man, but they don't, their Holy Ghost is still just as fresh. It's still just as strong. Hey, man, the Holy Ghost doesn't get old. It doesn't get moldy. Hey, man, it's the fresh bread for from heaven every day. Jesus said, I am that bread of life. If you're having a bad day, you just need to pray and get in the Holy Ghost and talk in tongues. The Holy Ghost will freshen up your day. 
Praise God. I said the Holy Ghost will freshen up your day because it's fresh bread from heaven. Praise God. Well, glory. And I think I've been preaching a while. I serve a miracle-working God. I said, I serve a miracle-working God. This man Barnabas that I started out with, I don't have time. I've got so many notes to preach about Barnabas. But he was an encourager of the brethren. He was a preacher. Could you you imagine having a name like that, Barnabas? Hey, Barney. Everybody has nicknames. Praise God. And the Bible tells us that he stood by the church. He stood by the apostle Paul when his name was Saul when he first got in the church. You know, I can guarantee you one thing. When Saul first got in the church, everybody kind of probably looked at him with a skeptical eye. Say, we know who this dude is. He's been killing the church. But after a while, they knew he was for real. But the Bible says Barnabas stood with him and helped him in living for God. I want to encourage this church. Amen. Don't be weary and well do it. I said, don't be weary and well do it. Get a job. And, and the Bible, it doesn't record, record one word about Barnabas other than he got in a disagreement with Paul. And he said, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand with John Mark. And it turned out later that Brother Mark was profitable to the kingdom of God. And Paul even admitted that, yeah, he's, he's profitable. You know, there's times where we get, oh, yeah, Peter and Paul, buddy, they were, they were two type A personalities. And they butted heads, man. You ever butted heads with somebody? No. But you know what? They were still brothers in Christ. They still loved each other. You know, there's times where you, it's inevitable. You're going you're gonna to butt heads with somebody. But you don't have to draw a sword and kill somebody. You say, you know what? My sword is for fighting doubles. Not for fighting a brother or sister. Hey Amen. We may not always agree with somebody. Hey Amen. My, my mom, she still, she, she's my mom. She still tells me what to do. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm listening. Now I don't always do it. I have to live with my decisions. <laughs> you know, I don't think my mom and I butted heads too much. There were times where we did. Oh, yeah, there's a few. I'd much rather my dad give me a whooping. If I push my mom to a whooping, whoo, there's a whole other level. 
It was like, Katie, bar the door. You've done it now. <laughs> My dad, when we got older, I'd say, hey, Dad. I said, are we working with Nathan's money or the state of Kansas money? You're trying to build this thing like it's a brick schoolhouse. I've got $50 to do it, not $550. And you know, you're gonna, there's times where you're going to butt heads. But it doesn't make that person unfit for the kingdom of God. No. you got to say, okay, that's over with, that's done. And Paul said, you know what? Mark is profitable to the kingdom of God. And you know something? When Mark wrote the book of Mark, it became part of the Holy Scriptures. Go to your Bible and read it. Every one of those writers had a way of writing. Matthew was writing to the Jews. Oh, yeah. John, he was the beloved. Luke, he was the physician. And Mark, he was the one that he saw it from a whole nother perspective, straightway. Amen. His descriptive terms in the book of Mark are completely different than the other writers. But he nonetheless, even though Paul says he, he's not fit to go preaching with me, but at the end he became a writer. You say, what are you preaching about, Pastor Carricker? I'm talking about you may not feel like what you, what you have to offer God is a whole lot, but God says, if you just give me a little time, I'm going to do a work with you that it's just going to blow everybody's mind. And the work that God does through you now, are you hearing me? The work that God will do through you now, somewhere down the road, you may not even be around, but it will still be enduring the work that you've done today. Little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame. There's a crown and you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. How many's ever heard that song before? Little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame. There's a crown and you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. And you know something? When I work for God, I'm not doing it, amen, for man's approval. I'm doing it for God's approval and that he's told me to work for him. Amen. And God has commanded this church to work for him. Work for God. Amen. When you work, work as unto the Lord. Work as if God's your boss. Work as if God's paying your paycheck. Amen. Pray for your job. Let God do a miracle in your life. Praise God. And I could preach all night tonight. But I feel like God wants this church to know that we're working for him. And that God's getting ready to do some miracles in this church like we've never seen before. Why don't we stand on our feet right now. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Come on. What I preach tonight Amen, I believe that God has spoken to you. Amen, God has said, okay. Amen, I want this church to know that we are getting ready to go into a new dimension of revival, a new dimension, amen, of church. That this is not, it's not going to just be normal church anymore, but that what I'm getting ready to do is going to be miracles. Uh, amen, and everybody's going to know it. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm preaching in faith right now. Believe in God. God, you're going to do the work in the name of Jesus. 
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. 